This is the Everyday Mind Podcast, the place where we come together to talk about living a life of notice, creating more connected relationships, and ditching the hustle as you establish the life and business you've always wanted. I'm Naftali Roberts, your host and guide, as we journey together exploring the everyday mind. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to have you here on the Everyday Mind podcast. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, who you love, and what brings you joy? That is the best introduction ever. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Well, as you said, my name is Mallory. I am the owner of MK Digital Co. We are a marketing agency that focuses on story-driven content because I love a good story. I love connecting people. um, And I believe the ever cliche thing of it's no longer business to business or business to consumer, but human to human. So my entire business model has been created around that. And as far as who I love, I love everyone and everything. (laughs) I am an empath by nature and I find love in everything. But if you want to get specific, I have a amazing two-year-old daughter who I absolutely am head over heels for. I love her father. I love my mother and father. <laughs> and I love love. I think we were talking about that before we uh, mm-hmm. before we got started here. Yes, we were. Love is a mini splendor thing. <laughs> um, and we could do so many song quotes, but that is a different episode. <laughs> Look for that later. So you talked a little bit about this. You talked about this idea of story within our brand. Mm-hmm. So could you share with our amazing creative listeners what is like the key points in terms of having a story within your brand and what is yeah, what is a brand story? Yeah. So I know this kind of goes without saying, but a brand story is not all like once upon a time and happily ever after. And it's also not really your story or your background Mm -hmm. as the business owner. Um, Storytelling and brand storytelling is what your brand stands for, what your products and services or why they matter in the lives of your audience, how it will fulfill their needs and change their life. Um, it's about listening to your audience, connecting with them beyond the you know traditional consumer business transaction. It's about engaging with them on an emotional level um, and kind of creating this experience. So it's it's about being authentic, creative, inspirational, and 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 building a deeper relationship with your audience. Okay, so. I know that a lot of the people that listen have what they would describe as a personal brand. And I know mm-hmm. you just said like that there's a confusion, right? That mm-hmm. that the brand is about you if you're creating a personal brand. But mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you can kind of parse that out. Like I get that we want to talk about the people we're serving. Mm-hmm. But for my listeners who a lot of times like they – like they're creative. So maybe they're a designer, but often maybe they're a photographer or an artist or a maker. So how 
if someone within that realm, how might they, when their brand does feel really personal, figure out how to like make their brand about the people that they serve as opposed to about themselves? Yeah. Well, you know, and I think you can look at even like these stories that we tell from our childhood, right? There's, they're not always about the hero. It's about the people that are around them, but their personalities and their values and their mission kind of shine through and, but they're inspired by the presence of the people who are, you know, kind of supporting their success. So in the case of business, it's your personality as a solopreneur, or if your name is the brand, it's your personality and the pers- your personality is what's going to drive the story, but it's not your biography. It's kind of the, it's kind of the, the evolution of all parts of your business told with your personality as the brand. Hmm. I like that. I like that distinction between it's it's this greater story, like that the story of your brand is bigger than yourself, which I think exactly. is inspiring and also makes it significantly easier to, if you think about it that way, know what to post and where Absolutely. to Well, because right, how many times can you talk about yourself? I mean, we can in some ways. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I feel like when I get in that mindset and I'm like, oh, it's my brand. So I got to talk about me, which I know not to be true, but also like we get inundated by people telling us that. But I think I'm like, I don't know. Should I tell a story about like, you know, my pet dog peaches? Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, my childhood one, I don't have one. Now. I have three kids. Like, I don't have time for that. Anyways, side note. But yeah. So like when people can have this idea like, oh, find things that your your people want their story told. Like, mm-hmm. so is that part of it? Like, are you trying to like hear your audience, your the your listeners, your the people that you're serving's story and then reflect that back to them? Where, How are you finding what your people want to hear about and the parts of themselves that they want to see and hear? Yeah. Well, so I think it's a two-part because you had mentioned something about, you know, your audience doesn't want to hear about your dog. And it's it's partly true, but partly not true. So while you don't want to make it about you, there's kind of this balancing act because people trust other people, right? Mm -hmm. So they want to see your brand as the, you know, they want to see the faces and the person behind your brand. So now I'm not saying always post pictures of your dogs because your audience will lose interest, but it's kind of okay to show those glimmers of your life if you are a personal brand, if they relate to the needs and wants of your audience. Hmm. So I think the foundation, so I guess to answer your question, the foundation of story-based marketing is determining the difference between what you sell and what you deliver. Hmm. Because so many people think that what they sell is what they actually hand over to their customers. Hmm. Um, And what you deliver fulfills your audience's want, but what you sell fulfills their needs. And so this is a great example that I always use is 
it, it came from Julie Stoyan, I think, from one of her courses, so I can't take credit for it, but it's the perfect example of no one wakes up in the morning excited to go buy a drill, right? They buy the drill because they need a hole to hang a family picture or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the drill is the avenue in which you're selling family memories to get this picture mm-hmm. hung up on the wall. Mm-hmm. So if you think of your brand and your story in terms of what you're selling, so selling those memories, not delivering the drill, you're able to craft a story that's much more powerful and speaks to the need of your audience, their mm-hmm. need for that hole so they can hang the picture rather than their want of the drill. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so essential. So kind of along that line, I just heard like a similar analogy that like, honestly, I've been doing this online marketing thing for a while (laughs) and it blew my mind. And I think it just was a different way. I am getting ready to do a challenge, which probably by the time this airs will have already happened. But someone said to me, well, the benefits aren't just like, hey, you can have this result, but you need to be describing the benefits of the benefit. So like the example that the person talking to me said was like, think of toothpaste and like, you're not selling, well, first, you're not selling the features, you're not selling the container or all of that. And secondly, you're not even selling clean teeth, but you're selling the benefits of the benefits, like a perfect first kiss or Mm -hmm. a a romantic night out with like the ones you love or like not feeling embarrassed in a job interview. And so I was like, oh my gosh, that I think aligns and just along the lines of what you said, like with the drill and like as creatives, if we are thinking about like, not just that we are making this piece of art. Let's say like we're an artist and we Mm -hmm. like make visual art that like hangs on people's walls. But like you're telling the story of like the life that will be intensified and brought beauty in if that is in someone's home. Right. Like an artist that we know is letting us babysit this beautiful picture. I have to take a post picture and like post it on Instagram when this episode goes live. But just in the one week since we started babysitting some of her beautiful artwork, um, because it's just been sitting in her garage, and it has brought so much life. It has sparked different conversations Mm -hmm. in our home that we love having. Like it is, even I think it attracts people that love creative things. And so we have just kind of had this like more creative people in our home because I think it's just resonating out of our place. And so like, yeah, I think and to, to your point on that too, is even with, I'm not a big art person, so I don't feel confident giving that example. But if we go back to what you said about toothpaste is how many different brands of toothpaste are there? There's so many. There's a ton. And so it's that what you actually sell part, that benefit of the benefit that is going to one, set you apart from your competitors. Mm -hmm. And two, it's going to start making pricing, not a factor. Because if you have two pieces, like if you're choosing between two things of toothpaste Mm -hmm. and one is just a toothpaste that cleans your mouth and the other one is 
the first kiss, the confidence in a job interview. I would be surprised if more people were purchasing just that toothpaste. Now, if there's other factors included of budget and things like that, obviously that's a whole other thing. But the point is when you have that story or that benefit of the benefit of what you're actually selling, it makes pricing a lot less important factor. Yes. Yes. So having a clear knowledge of what your brand story is Mm -hmm. and then utilizing that like with consistency is kind of like essential, right? Because it allows you to differentiate yourself from others. It allows pricing to no longer be the thing you obsess about. You can just confidently pick a price and go forward. Mm -hmm. Anything that we can like remove anxiety from all of that. Okay. Here's the question. How does someone do that? How does someone build a brand story? Yeah. So number one, listen to your audience. There are three ways that I like to do this. And the first one is to talk directly to the audience that you already have. There's many ways to do that. Number two, dive into your competitors. I don't want you to look at what they're doing, but look at the way their audience is interacting with each other. Look at the words they're using. Look at how their audience is interacting with the brand. You're going to start seeing trends and themes and concerns and pain points and wins that start coming up and you'll start picking up on those things that'll make you realize what is important to your audience and what is not. The other thing I like to do is go into Amazon um, and look up products or books that fall in line with your industry and look at the reviews because that's going to be really telling of the, you know, people go to read a book because they want answers to a question they have, right? Mm-hmm. So the, their, their reviews are going to tell you if they got those answers, if they didn't get those answers, where these topics typically fall short, what things they wish they talked more about. And you can literally take those exact words that the, your audience is already using yeah. to craft this beautiful brand story mm-hmm. where your audience can say, you know what? that brand gets me. That brand understands what I'm struggling with. Because at the end of the day, what we are doing is the same thing as tens and thousands of other people are doing. Mm -hmm. But the brands that succeed are the ones that listen to their audiences once and then help their audience discover their needs. Because Nine times out of 10, they definitely know what they want, but they don't know exactly what it is that they need. And it's up to you to build that relationship and nurture your audience where you can help them make that discovery Mm -hmm. and take them on their customer journey with you. Oh my goodness. So much richness there. But I think some of the things that I just wanted to like go back and be like, guys, listen to this, pay attention to this, is, yeah, those three steps that Mallory laid out are golden, so don't miss them. Actually, when I was getting ready for the launch of this podcast, I had not heard of that Amazon trick, and Mallory mentioned it to me, (laughs) and I was like, well, tell me more about this. (laughs) It truly was 
some of the key places, because I didn't have an audience yet for the podcast, and I had a small audience other places, and I was like, okay, tell me a little bit more. And I got so much just spot on language. Mm-hmm. Now, I know something you said to me, but I know you didn't say it here. So I'm just wondering if it still holds true because okay. I've only done it once. Mm-hmm. You told me don't pick the five star reviews. Is that true? Like, because you said like the five star reviews a lot of times will be not necessarily as spot on language. But like if I like looked at like the four star reviews or the three, a lot of times they did get more everyday language. So I don't know if that was something that like maybe I just misunderstood or no, if that's something no, that actually encouraged people to do. Yep. I always would recommend like the three star, four star reviews because it's going to tell you the things they like, but also the things they didn't like. So you're going to get, you know, both ends of the spectrum. Now, if you're looking at the one star or five star reviews, they're going to be really skewed. Either, you know, the person doesn't like it at all because you're talking to such a wide audience. Yes. And now I say wide in the sense of, I don't want you talking to everybody, but it's still wide. That three star review is going to give you more of a narrow dialogue that is able to let you speak to the masses, still touch on those outliers who may be skewed either the one or the five, but really kind of keep your message speaking to those masses. Mm-hmm. I love it. And it really is helpful, guys. Like I remember one phrase that really stood out to me in one of the reviews, and I like use it quite often when talking about the podcast. And it's just this idea of like they were talking about something they didn't like about the book that was supposed to be about everyday mindfulness, um, I think, in life and business. And they were like, the person writing this book doesn't understand that most of us can't spend a day every week at a yoga retreat. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, that's mm-hmm. so true. And so many people talk about mindfulness in that way. Like that, right. and it's like, well, it's not possible, nor does it align with the life I want. So like, how do I do this thing that I know is neurologically and emotionally and relationally good for me, but not have to go to yoga for like an entire day once a week? Because And look, and look how much your brand story was developed from mm-hmm. that one sentence. One sentence. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's wild. like, you know, I think people can hear like, you're talking about doing all this research and all this. It didn't take that long, y'all. Like, <laughs> like you go when you're watching the Netflix in the evening <laughs> and you're on your phone scrolling anyway, if you're like me. Um, so go put on an episode of Queer Eye and then do a little research, take some notes, yeah. and then it's it's not done forever, but it's a good place to start. Yeah. Well, and so I will say two things about that. One is revisiting like those three things, going into the blogs, going into your competitors, going into Amazon. Like storytelling is not a one and done method in marketing. It takes consistently and fine tuning to adapt of the evolving needs of your audience. And so with the economical and cultural climate now, and how quickly it is changing, it's more important now than ever that your 
going back in and checking on those things consistently and making sure the conversation's not changing. Because if your brand story isn't evolving with your audience within the shift of the cultural and economical climate, your brand's going to fall flat. And then the second thing is, I think I forgot what I was going to say. I'll think of it later. (laughs) (laughs) Well, perhaps we just got the most vital part. I just get so excited. I forget of all the things I want to share. I get you. I get you. Okay. So tell me this because you, I know you well enough to say you are fairly multi-passionate in, like you said, you love love and you love many things. And that can and has at times felt overwhelming as you are like, what am I going to create? Right. So how does having a brand story that focuses on your audience, Mm -hmm. how has it actually impacted you as you try to either niche or um, kind of really figure out what you do and how you do it? Man, you're going to throw that question at me without any preparation? That's a good question. I should have known you were going to ask that because we've had so many talks about this. Well, for one, I don't believe in niching. I think... Mm. I think niching has this concept of like excluding certain things Mm -hmm. where I think of niching as activating or inclusion. Okay. Tell me more. So what I mean by that is, and I'm going to you know, go into detail about what you were kind of referring to is I'm very much a marketing generalist. So I love doing social media, copywriting, graphic design, PR, media relations. I love doing it all. Mm-hmm. And when I first started my business, I had like 50 different packages that I was trying to make work for all these people. But instead of cutting down my offers, I simplified my packages. Hmm. And so it was now I still offer all of those things, but I only offer it in four packages. And so I wasn't necessarily niching down in what services I was offering. I just Mm -hmm. simplified what I already loved doing. Yes. I was activating what I already loved doing rather than excluding certain things Mm -hmm. that I didn't even want to exclude. Yeah. Oh, uh, I I really like that. And I think it really... Fits. Um, for any of you guys that have listened to like my episode on, I don't remember the exact title, but it's along the lines of like not letting like having a niche kill your creativity because that happens so often. It's like, well, it's not within my, and it's like, no, <laughs> the goal of like having like a niche or niche is like not necessarily to like not be able to be creative. It's to kind of do this thing that you just said, which is activate the things you love and having a brand story. So I think some people just need a a niche to have a brand story. Like it's the only way they can wrap their brain around that. And if that works for them, then it works. But the goal, right, is always, and what I'm hearing you say is like, know what your purpose is. Like your purpose and I know at the time where you were like, oh, like everyone says I have to have a niche. Like, and I like love being a generalist. Your goal was to be able to leave your corporate job and like build like your income. Yep. No. 
answer me this. Have you been able to do that? Uh, I 6X'd my income since leaving my full-time job. Uh, Did you guys hear that? (laughs) 6X'd. Without niching down. Without niching down. Now, I will say, I do want to say that I don't always think it's a bad thing. If you niche down, do it because you love something or you're passionate about it. Because when Mm -hmm. you discover what you love and you can be okay with niching down, if it feels good. For me, it did not feel good. So I simplified. Well, and I'm going to slightly be a devil's advocate because you know I love doing that. I know. That's why I love you. You do have a niche. It's all about (laughs) brand story. Like your niche is being the marketer, the person that does the marketing and all of those things related to that, that is all story-based. And so you do. I know you don't like that. I'm sorry. (laughs) But again, it's that might might be my niche, but it's in a, in a term of activation rather yes. than exclusion. Yes. And oh, I love that, guys. Like, just hold on to that. Whatever you call it, whether it's niche or it's like whatever, there's so many terms. Just know, like, activate the things that you love. Be known for what you love. Like, Mallory is very known for loving story in her brand and teaching people how to do that and walking people through that process and getting brands to like look, feel, and just be like love filled with like all the things they love. So I love yeah. love. I told you I love love. You <laughs> find a way to found a way to do it. I don't know why your, your company is not called love marketing. <laughs> love <agency>. marketing. <laughs> Actually, that's a really great title for an agency if someone oh, needs an so agency title. There's the other thing is people, storytelling is a very overused word in marketing. Mm. And you have to make money. I'm not just saying be flowy and love and build mm-hmm. these emotional relationships. You have to make money and there is a strategy behind it and you have to sell things. Yeah. But there's a way to do it with a story-based strategy. Yes. So if you're going to start having that story-based strategy, and there's a whole lot of things, and I know that Mallory is definitely available to y'all to answer some of your questions, but also she has those amazing four packages that she can help you with, as well as, do you have a course? Is this- I do. Okay. Yep. do you have that might help people with this? So my course is Your Marketing Mastered, where we literally take VAs and DIY business owners through marketing, content marketing strategies from learning that story-based foundation through copywriting, social media marketing, design, and PR and media relations. And that link will be all in the show notes. Yeah. Love to see y'all in there. It's a little bit of a coaching program too. So it's kind of a the best of both worlds, you get direct access to me and all of the content. Which is awesome, Soth. Okay, so we could talk forever because Mallory and I have it, <laughs> but none of you need to listen to that. So <laughs> let's wrap up. And first, so besides your course, where else can people hang out with you? Yeah, you can check out my site at mkdigitalco.com. There's links to 
all of our social pages, the social, social pages of my team members. Come hang out with us. We love answering questions. So um, you can pop into the Your Marketing Mastered private Facebook group if you're in the course um, or our Facebook page. And yeah, reach out. I'd love to chat. I love chatting all things marketing. She does. <laughs> She'll talk with you for a long period of time. Sorry about that. Good. Why, why are you apologizing? <laughs> Thought we broke that. Habit. Oh yeah, we don't do that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I've um, and then, so I told you ahead of time. Um, we like here at the Everyday Mind podcast to end with a few questions. So today or yesterday, because I know it's still early-ish your time. Mm-hmm. What is something you've learned today? So I'm very excited to answer this question. We welcomed my baby nephew into the world yesterday and we went to the hospital to go visit him. And it was just such a beautiful reminder to slow the hell down, Mm. slow the heck, slow the heck down and remember what truly matters. And I love those little reminders. I don't always get them every day. I don't always get them every week. But when I do, I love just like being present and Mm -hmm. soaking in the moments that truly, truly matter. Awesome. Who is someone you've actively loved today? I don't even think I've seen any humans today. So I'm going to say Naftali because you're the first person I've seen today over my cat and my dog. And I, can I just tell your audience about how we met? Yeah, I would love that. So at the Boston Mom Retreat, was it last? Yeah, about a year ago. About a year ago. Um, And we were at the same table. And I remember just being so captivated by you. I don't even think we spoke words to each other until like the second day. Probably and I was just like, there's something about this woman that I can't like, I was just so captivated by you, by your energy, by, I, I don't know what I still to this day can't pinpoint what it is, but I just remember being like, I need her in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what capacity, but I know that I need her in my life. <laughs> And I am. I know. Yay. The best thing ever, but you were just something else, girlfriend. Yep. That was a fun weekend. We should have another weekend like that, like even without a retreat. (laughs) Or calling Dana Mall staff. (laughs) Or just playing our own. (laughs) It's less crazy. Okay. And what's something that's made you laugh? Something that has made me You can say for yesterday too, if you have not seen any humans today. Okay. So my husband and I, because I've been working so much lately and so has he, we've really tried to be a lot more intentional with our time. And so I bought this book called You, Me, and Us. And it's just like these little fun prompts that you do, you know, each night before you go to bed. And last night's prompt was build out your, if you and me could have our dream dinner party who would be invited. Ooh. And we got the lot, we got the giggle so bad just figuring out and like kind of jokingly arguing with who because we both you had to agree on the six people. Oh. Uh, and so it was just really fun. And 
also, you know, just brought me a lot of joy that we were able to spend those, I don't know, 15 minutes together, just laughing and doing something fun and not worrying about anything. I love that. And I'm also going to make sure that our lovely Julie, who I will call out, uh, she edits this podcast. And Mallory and I both know her and adore her. Oh, she's amazing. Uh, and she's going to put the link to that book oh, in yeah. the show notes because it's yes. amazing sounding. And now I want to get it. Yeah. It was like, I think we got it at like five below. So, like it wasn't expensive or anything, but it's just, you know, something fun to just kind of reconnect. I love it. And also, I thought that was the name of a Southern store I didn't know about, but then I realized you were saying $5 or below. I was like, there's a five below store. What is this? The, the store is called, yeah, it's called five below. <gasps> it is a store. Okay. Yeah. It was not wrong. No, it's a store. Yeah. And it's, it's everything in the store is $5 or below. See, I should have trusted my intuition. I was <laughs> I don't okay. know if I'm allowed to like drop names of stores in this podcast, but <laughs> I don't I don't know that there's any problem with that. Like, if you live in the South and you want to buy this stuff for five dollars or less, what's wrong with that? Yeah. Um, I think that they're not everywhere. They're I've never heard of it. We have like a dollar store or a ninety-nine cent store. It's kind of like that, yeah. But I know they have this book on Amazon too. So Okay. Well, we'll check that out. Julie's gonna drop that all for you guys. Okay, guys. I have so enjoyed talking brand and brand story and just really being intentional on how you're connecting with people and like knowing it doesn't necessarily need to be all about you, um, which actually takes some of the pressure off for so many of us. So thank you so much, Mallory. And for the rest of you, I'd love to continue this conversation in the on purpose creatives group so definitely head on over there if you're not already hanging out with me there have a great and on purpose day thank you for listening to the everyday mind here's what i want you to do next take a screenshot of the episode you just listened to head on over to instagram stories and share there all about why you've been loving the everyday mind podcast tag me naftali v roberts and share so that more people can continue to grow their life of notice so they can build a life and business they always wanted if you really love me please head and leave a rating and review so that more people can continue to hear and get encouraged and the tips and tricks to grow a life of notice and build that business on purpose. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you all soon.